Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show, brought to you by Vinci. Check them out at VinciPro.com for all your baseball and softball glove needs. We are also live on the 100% food hotline. Check them out at SpaceNutrientStation.com. We're right back after this to talk all things National Pro Fast Pitch. Hey, you guys, this is Carlos Torres, Major League Baseball player, and I've been around a lot of gloves in my life and my days. And I tell you what, go to VinciPro.com to check out real quality. Best leather, best craftsmanship, everything all together, the whole package. Go to VinciPro.com. If you drink a Yoo-Hoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. And now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. And we are live here. This is TCRS, the Coach Rogue Show, again, brought to you by Vinci on the 100% Food Hotline, and joining me right now, the Commissioner of National Pro Fast Pitch, Commissioner Sherry Kemp. Commissioner, welcome in. Thank you. Good to be here. Oh, it's, it's always great to have you here. And, you know, one of the very first things, one of the big things for any major sports organization is to not only help grow the game, but really give back to the community. I know last night you spent some time at Victory Baptist Church in uh, in Tennessee. Talk a little bit about that event uh, yesterday evening. Oh, well, it was an opportunity. For, it was a fundraiser, actually, for the Mount Juliet High School softball team. And uh, in my previous life, I, I owned a very large training facility in this area, in the Tennessee area, um, that that did over 800 lessons a week. And Mount Juliet, when I first started, was um, sort of uh, one of the mainstays for me. They've always been big in fast pitch softball. And so um, it, I said when I started, it was sort of like going home, and um, I, was, I was real happy to be a part of their fundraiser. But I really think any time you get an opportunity to speak um, about the landscape, of professional softball um, that especially from my standpoint, I feel an obligation to do that. So uh, it it is a, you know, I think that there's still a lot of education to go on. I, I tell everybody that I get educated on Twitter and one of the things that I get educated on, and I, I mean this with, with all sincerity, I get educated on the ignorance that exists of, uh, I don't mean that as a slam. I mean it as a literal sense and ignorance and not knowing uh, what really exists, why women's professional sports are not more prevalent on television, why women's professional sports are not thriving more for the athletes themselves to be able to make a, a living um, and not have to make choices, uh, life choices, uh, just being able to make money and not. And I, I think that as far as I'm concerned, if I can do anything to help educate people, uh, even if it's one at a time or 150 or 500 people at a time, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that shot when I get it. On that same note, you have players, you know, that are brand new to the, to the league, uh, you know, Shelby Penley and, and some of these other players spending their offseason, um, you know, coaching. Shelby Penley, of course, with the uh, New Mexico Lobos and then, as I mentioned, other players around the country coaching college. How important is that for the league and and for these players to be out there coaching some college softball? Uh, You know, Jared, my 
my feeling is that they should not have to be doing that. So I think people, uh, anytime these players, they're talented, they're smart, they're savvy, anytime these players come in contact with the softball community, I think it's a positive. However, I think that these players are professional athletes and they should be able to make their living playing the sport and training to play the sport, just like you see other professional athletes um, which are able to do that. So uh, for me, you know, I, I, I wish they did not have to have a second job that was their primary income. I wish that I did not hear on a routine basis that someone is retiring to get a real job. So, you know, these women mm-hmm. are exceptionally talented, they are that one half of one percent that is able to compete at the at the very highest level. And for me, for them to have to do anything else to distract from training and playing is a travesty, really. Well, you know, you know that we are exactly on the same level when it comes to that. You know, I I truly, truly believe that as well. That these players should only have to worry about training and playing and, and being at their top form. You know. For, for their entire season. Let's go on the other side, though, on the coaching side of things. And this is something that as we're getting into this season, I'm I'm really liking I liked it. I liked it last year with what Akron did. I like it this year with not only, um, you know, Akron, but Pennsylvania as well. And, you know, Chicago hasn't made their announcement yet, but all things considered, unless something crazy happens, their coach is coming back as well, too. With with the head coaches and the managers now staying multiple years in this league, do you think that that is needed for the longevity of the league and, and more so for the players coming in and, and knowing what to expect out of the person they're going to be playing for? Uh, what I think is important from a coaching standpoint is that you have coaches that are at the same level as your players are. I I don't think that it's a good idea to have coaches with uh, little experience, uh, sometimes with no experience at this, with this level whatsoever. Um, I I don't think somebody's first time to see Monica Abbott pitch should be when they're sitting in the other team's dugout. So, (laughs) Uh, I think in the past you've you've actually seen those kinds of things. So I think when you look at the lineup of uh, Levin and Stewart and you add uh, Mavidas, who's a European coach uh, from the Netherlands, and then the, the three college coaches of Alameda and Roach and McKay, that's huge. You know, those are big names. Uh, you know, Trip recently out of college at OU, um, uh, out of college coaching, but. Uh, I'm really excited to see these uh, these coaches come in. We've seen uh, Levin and Stuerwald, uh certainly with some staying power. And, you know, how long Alameda and Rocha might be able to stay in remains in question. I mean, obviously their priorities are with their colleges. But to have, you know, remember we had Tim Walton in the league. We had uh, Beth Tarina in the league. Yep. So, We've had some, you know, some really uh, great, uh, notable coaches, and sometimes you're going to see those coaches come in and and go. Jen McFalls last year came in with Dallas uh, just for a year, but you know, sometimes um, those other obligations are going to take over. But I think it's a thrill. I think it speaks highly for the league, and I think that 
um, for those people who, for whatever reason, aren't noticing the quality of athletes that are in the league, um, certainly the quality of coaches will turn a few more heads. Definitely. Now, going back to the, since you brought it up, let's go back to the players and, and wanting them to be able to, you know, only have to worry about training and playing. A big part of that has to be corporate America. You know, if you could, if you could stand in front of the CEOs of, you know, Toyota and, and some of these major companies around the world, and especially ones like Toyota that obviously have a footprint in softball when you look overseas in Japan, what would you tell them about the NPS if given the opportunity? You know, the one thing, I'll try to, to <laughs> round the edges on this as much as I can. The one thing that okay. sticks out to me that I say every day is why not? Why not? This is a professional sports league. All you have to do is look at these women to see how talented they are. But if you step back from that, they are educated. They are well-spoken. The NPS has yet to have a domestic violence arrest among its ranks. So they are tremendous representatives. But what I would say to corporate America is be brave. Be somebody that's not afraid to step out of the norm. Rather than put your sponsorship dollars on the 131st college football bowl game that's not going to have any rating on television, hold hands with these women. Hold hands with this league and see how far these women can get you. So I think, I think what we are dealing with with corporate America, Jared, is a lot of the me too. They, they are going to do what everybody else is doing. Brand A is putting their money in um, professional uh, sports here. Well, we've got to counter that with professional sports here. And unfortunately for us, most of those come with the tag of, of male sports. I just said this last night, you know, and I tweeted it uh, not too long ago. You have 3.3 million girls playing high school sports. You have 42% of all female uh, of all college athletes are female yet corporate america is spending less than one half of one percent on female sports so why that that i continue to say you, you they continue to have to do how much money do you think they're spending on damage control every time one of these athletes is arrested where they're dumping major dollars and it doesn't it, take we're not asking people for five million dollars you know, we're asking you, get involved, see how it looks, spend a little money here and see if it'll pay off. But I think it's got to be somebody that's brave enough to, to, to sit at the lunch table and not worry about what everybody else is saying and to be a leader, a little bit of a groundbreaker, and also a, a creative company that's, that, that knows how to monetize the relationship that they have with this league and with its athletes. And, you know, Commissioner, I think you hit on one of the most important parts during that answer. It's the fact that when you look back, and I was talking with some people about this the other day, when you look back in the last, let's say, just the last three years and compare off-the-field incidents with the NPS to other major professional sports organizations, I can only think of one incident. One and that's it. And obviously, I'm not. Gonna, we're not going to get into it. But compared to the other ones, that is, you can't even compare. It. These are not only great athletes, but great individuals. 
So I think that you hit it perfectly there with, with that. There's no reason not to, you know, put a company's name behind players in this league, in this league in general, and feel and feel comfortable about being able to do it. Um, so with that said, let's let's go to this. Commissioner, you have a big event coming up April 14th in Nashville, uh, Country Music Hall of Fame, CMA Theater. Tell everybody what's going on. I know it's it's the biggest uh, biggest night of the year for the league as far as growing the league goes. And as I tweeted out a couple weeks ago, it's the best college draft around. So go ahead, let everybody know uh, how they can get information on the MPF draft. Well, it is a spectacular event. So it is the, the college draft. It happens once a year. It sort of found its home here in Nashville. We have it at the Country Music Hall of Fame. And last year we moved into the brand-new CMA Theater, which is just a beautiful venue. It is live television. Uh, it is just a terrific night. And as you said, I think part of that magic is that it's about the future, it's the excitement. There are so many people that follow college softball and that are familiar with those players, and that sort of translates to when you start to see the players drafted to certain teams, the wheels start turning and you get fan involvement and engagement, how this person's going to fit into this team or, um, you know, whatever the case may be. And I think that's, you know, unique conversation. If you're going to be successful, you need conversation. And so I think there's always a lot of that around the draft. But it's it's a mm-hmm. semi-formal event. We always have players, um, established players that are already on rosters come in um, and join us. They do some on-air interviews. But more importantly, I think before that, they, they sign autographs as the uh, crowd is coming in to the venue. And uh, we also have a, a VIP reception afterwards, and the players are there as well. They take a lot of photos, they sign a lot of autographs, and, and they really enjoy it. So it is a very cool night. We're looking forward to uh, – we always have live music uh, at the reception uh, to sort of give the feel of Nashville. And for several years we have had Karen Papa, who is a, uh, an up-and-coming artist here in Nashville. She's actually the niece of UNC's head coach, Donna Papa. So that's kind of a cool attachment, too, to wow. the softball world uh, that we have a big time with. I, I was going to say, if there isn't live music at the, uh, at the after party, then I don't know why it's in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So let's, we're going we're gonna to take a really quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to let everybody know how they can get information on the draft, how they can get information to attend it. That's one of I think one of the coolest parts, you guys will hear about that after this. We're also going to take a look at ahead at this coming season in the MTS. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. Hey, you guys, this is Carlos Torres, Major League Baseball player, and I've been around a lot of gloves in my life and in my days. And I tell you what, go to VinciPro.com to check out real quality. Best leather, best craftsmanship, everything all together, the whole package. Go to VinciPro.com. If you drink a Yoo-Hoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. And- now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. And we're back here live on TCRS on the Coach Road Show presented by Vinci. Check them out at VinciPro.com and on the 100% Food Hotline, 100% Food, probably your most effective meal. Visit SpaceNutrientStation.com. 
Commissioner, all the times that you've been on the phone with us, you know, you've heard our intros, and they've changed, but one part's remained the same. I've never asked you about this, so I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Have you ever had you who and do you like it? I have had you who. Um, I, I would say that I'm indifferent. I don't have you who on a regular basis. How about that? <laughs> all right. So How about that let's for go politically with- correct answer? That is a very, very politically correct answer. I'll take it. Let's go back to the draft. As I mentioned before the uh, quick break there, one of, my, one of the coolest parts about the draft is to attend the draft. It is free except for adults. Tell everybody how they can get information uh, for the adults out there that want to bring kids to the draft, how they can get information and get tickets. So as you said, it, it is a free event. It is a largely free event. It's free to uh, players wearing their jerseys. It's free to military. It's free to seniors. Uh, so there's a lot of, of ways to, to get in. And, and the reason for that is that uh, it's an exciting event. It is live television, and we want people to get to experience it. We want people to, to really enjoy uh, what it is. And, again, it's, a, it's another part of the education process of of National Pro Fast Pitch and everything that goes into it. So um, we do look forward to it. You can get the tickets easily. The only thing that we ask is just so we kind of know um, who's, how the venue is filling up and when we're full is that um, everyone registers. If you're planning on going to the event, that you do register online on the website. And it's very easy to do. You can get to it a couple of ways uh, by going to the website, which is profastpitch.com. You're going to see something on the homepage uh, that'll get you to the draft uh, registration, or you can actually go in the tab that says draft and get there as well. So it's we make it as easy as possible. Uh, and if you if you have any trouble, send us a note, and we'll get you taken care of. And we've obviously got links to you know links to the league in the show description. If anybody's listening to the show, just uh, go ahead and click on the link there. It'll take you right to the league website. Um, again, the MPS uh, 2016 College Draft presented by Bonet will be in Nashville. It will be on uh, CBS Sports Network, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, April 14th. Uh, Commissioner, let's look ahead, though, to the end of the season, NPS Championship Series. I know that you are completely stoked about this. Championship Series, August 19th through the 23rd, University of Alabama, your thoughts on, on how it's going to feel to be able to put this game in this championship series at the University of Alabama, not only based on the fact that you're in the middle of SEC territory, but also the fact that you've had some really great players from Bama come through the NPS. Uh, yeah, you you sort of hit it on the head there. It's, it's going <laughs> to be exciting for a number of reasons. Uh, I believe that the South is a very – good place, if not a perfect place for our championship. I think you have to try and get that championship where people understand softball and not only that, but where they're willing to activate. And Tuscaloosa specifically has proven that they're willing to activate for the last eight years, having led the NCAA in in in-venue attendance for the University of Alabama. So we went to Birmingham initially. We did have a three-year agreement. Um, that uh, we had some facility issues get in the way of that. It is a multi-use uh, facility, and they have to prepare it for football 
in the fall, and they just didn't have enough lead time. They wanted our championship to continue to be early, and uh, and we really can't do that. So the options that we started checking into last year were to move it, and certainly Tuscaloosa was one of the groups that we checked with, and they uh, they came uh, on board with enthusiasm. So everything, Jared, that we have felt since making that announcement has been nothing but energetic and positive. Immediately, once the announcement went out, within two minutes, we had a call from the Booster Club president uh, of the University of Alabama uh, talking about, uh, you know, wanting to fill the park, wanting these women to play in front of that um, enthusiastic Alabama crowd. And we have a lot of people um, also who travel uh, to the championship series every year. So uh, where I'm excited for them to get that feel and that buzz uh, of, uh, of a packed stadium, we're very confident that it will be. Uh, we're going to announce an ancillary event, a youth event, that's going to coincide with the championship. We always do something, uh, and we have something new and special planned for 2016 that I think is going to be uh, really exciting. And so I think, uh, you know, everything is on the upswing. We have tickets for sale right now, again, at the website. Uh, those went on sale before, uh, earlier than they ever have. And uh, we're just uh, pumped about it, really. I think our players are pumped about it, uh, and I think it's going to be a, a special time. So, Commissioner, two more questions um, for you before we let you go today. Again, appreciate you spending the time this morning with us here on CCRS. This first question, we get it every time you come on, because it seems like you always come on right as the college season's starting. This person wants to know, when will they see you in studio or on TV calling college game this year? Oh, you know, my college schedule kicks off uh, really quickly here. My first dates are uh, I have Kentucky at South Carolina on the 12th and 13th, and then from there it's sort of uh, pedal down. So I uh, have something at least weekly, and I hope to be back in the studio for the, for the NCAA tournament and the Women's College World Series. But I, I'm excited about it too. I've been following along with, with college softball already, and again, uh, there will be no no disappointment. It's it's just a fantastic game. It's a it's a great game to be a fan of. That's for sure. And last question, I got to ask this kind of selfishly. You know, I'm here in St. Louis with the championship series being at the University of Alabama this year, and Mizzou getting a new stadium in 2018. Will Columbia see the NPF Championship Series in the near future? You know, I don't know about that, but let me, it's a great question. First of all, I'm happy for Missouri uh, <laughs> to be getting the new stadium. But I, I'll tell you something about our championship, Jared, and that is that we are a very small staff, as most people know. We are not um, even the SEC that's going, you know, the SEC tournament. You will see hundreds. You'll see a couple hundred people hit the ground to support that that tournament. Um, we have to go places where people are going to embrace the championship, and that's what we try to look on the front side. What are what is the potential to when we're not in the market year round? What is the the, the potential for this group to support 
the championship to be behind us in marketing and um, those things that will lead up to it, uh, but also once the championship gets there. So the sheer amount of volunteers that it takes to do everything from take, take tickets to seat people to park people to do concessions or whatever it is, that's always been, if you look all the way back to Sulphur, it's the first uh, championship series that, that I placed uh, as commissioner, and it was always about that. Um, and we've been uh, fortunate to be in some places uh, where people have, have really been enthusiastic. It hasn't always been, I guess, uh, crowd-pleasing or uh, made everybody happy of the decisions, but I will tell you the first and foremost for us is to be somewhere uh, where, and, and ultimately, I'd like to see the championship stay somewhere. You know, I really would. Mm -hmm. I, I continue to say we're looking for our Oklahoma City. We're looking for our Omaha. You know, I want those. If you move the Baseball World Series around constantly, I don't think you'd see the crowds that you see in Omaha and, and have really the traditions that you have. And the same thing with Oklahoma City. You know, these we have girls now who are in college, who, are, who have grown up as young girls dreaming about being in Oklahoma City, I think that's special. So I would love to find a, a more permanent home for the championship. I can tell you uh, logistically we can't afford to move it around um, every year. It just, it's just too much. It's too much to retrain everybody on the ground. Um, but this is our third year in Alabama, even though we, you know, we will be moving up the road 50 miles approximately. Um, but uh, I think those um, at 30,000 feet, you don't always understand uh, what goes into it. But uh, in this mm -hmm. position right now, I would think that you're going to see a lot of success on the college campus, and that may certainly be an option in the future. Well, sounds good. I mean, I, I know how much Missouri means to you. I know how much, you know, lifting softball and growing the game of softball in Missouri means to you. And, and it means a lot to me as well. So hopefully we can uh, somehow get that get that to happen for Columbia once they get that stadium built. Let us know whatever uh, whatever we can do here at TCRS, and we'll do it. Jared, Jared, what we want in Missouri is a team <laughs> in St. Louis. <laughs> I, so if I you could just that, get that, that locked down answer. for us. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go go ahead. Go ahead. No, I thought if you could just get that locked down for us. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, we're gonna we're gonna really be talking great things about you. Well, at, at the risk of not having you on the show ever again, I'm going to say, as long as it is not in a place where they wear green and white, I will be good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Sounds good. Commissioner, thanks a lot for uh, joining us here on uh, TCRS. So it's great to have you with us. And we look forward to You're uh, this thanks upcoming NTF season. All right. This has been TCRS, the Coach Road Show. Don't forget to check us out here on TCRS Live every Monday, 11 a.m. Central Time. Kenny Gajewski, the head coach of Oklahoma State University softball will join me. We'll be back at 11 a.m. this coming Monday on our regular schedule. Until next time, don't forget to check me out on uh, – check our staff out, I should say, on Twitter at PTR Show and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 
The CR Show. Later times, everybody. <laughs>